0: I'm here to help you be better, whatever better means for you.
1: No, it's no, not going to happen. Twinkle in your eye, oh, <laughs> okay. so I can tell it's still. <laughs> it, are they twinkling now? It is twinkling.
0: Oh, this stage you can only see my twinkles. A twinkle. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Leadership Decanted, where we engage with the latest thinking on all things leadership. And we keep the conversation going over a nice bottle of wine. (sighs) KG, it's great to be back.
1: I love it, Paul. Yes, it is great. Good to see you another day recording these. That's great, yes. It's going to be a good show. And our listeners won't know exactly why because I'll tell them in just a bit. Well, I won't know exactly why either. I have no idea what you're planning right but now. But it is going to be a good one. It's one that I've wanted to talk about for quite some time. Okay. And that's you. But, you know, you know <laughs> let, 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 let's... Oh, uh, be careful what you wish yes. for. Let's, let's start off with the usual. Yes. Tell us what wine we oh. have today.
0: Well, last episode, yeah. I did... Throw South Australian wines under the bus a little oh. bit. Just a little yeah, bit. Yeah. A, little a, a bit.
1: Few, few comments
0: came back. Well, you know. <laughs> so we're going to, well, I'm going to try and redeem myself by opening up a Winds Kunawarra estate, okay. Cabernet Sauvignon, wow. from the Kunawarra region.
1: 2001.
0: Mm. So, yes. (laughs) Once again, despite what you might say about my track record, I still have great fear and trepidation until I actually open the bottle. Yes, I know. But it's a Cab Sav from 2001, 22 years old, Coonawarra region, South Australian region, from the Limestone Coast in South Australia, known for its kind of cool climate, its red earth, very famous for Cabernet Sauvignon. So let's hope... That this thing delivers, and because I'm sure young, some redemption Ill.
1: here for the South Australian wines. Yes, it's going to be good. So right. I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's a great bottle. So that's how I pick wine. So <laughs> <That's right. laughs> oh, you know, you're not alone. <laughs> yes. Okay. Here we go. We're going to
0: pour. Let's
1: see Yeah, it's like.
0: looking dark. It's looking nice and deep red, deep maroon. Actually, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's great. Okay, here we go. Slauncher. Slauncher. Oh, this is uh, pretty good. Just gonna have a bit of a have a bit of a sniff, as they say in the industry. Have a bit of a sniff. Apart from u- the usual deliciousness, deliciousness, can you can you goodness. smell
1: anything? It just smells fruity to me.
0: Yeah, there's a bit. There's quite a bit of mint, mint and cherry.
1: Cherry is mm-hmm. a good description. Yeah, mm, very nice. Mm.
0: Well, Winds Kunawara, two thousand and one Cabernet Sauvignon, redemption is near. Yes, done well. Done He's done well. good. <laughs> Very nice. It is a big. It is a big red. Yeah, yeah. Very typical color. Australian expression of Cab Sauv. I think, but there's nothing wrong with that. It is really, really delicious.
1: Happy days for us,
0: Salonca listeners.
1: So now the topic we were going to discuss today you, well
0: you didn't really give me much warning so let me what what is it that we're actually discussing uh, we
1: are talking about you because i realized that, that we've done all these episodes and we haven't really talked about the stuff that you do in detail and i think that the listeners would love to know more about what you do how you do it i know a little bit so i'll start us off with okay. you know sure. uh, you know what your I guess day gig is because you do a lot of things and you've done a lot of things in your past. I have. But now you're doing something particularly interesting which is mostly around the and and you will be able to correct me here the you know leadership and executive coaching facilitation all of that arena. Yes. It's Th- definitely that.
0: the arena that I play in
1: and so- more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I am executive coach and group facilitator. Yeah, yeah. Very similar to what our last guest, Marcus Crowe, does. But compared to him, I'm very much on my training wheels. True. And I'm not even saying that. You're modest. uh, (laughs) It's not even false modesty. It's true. (laughs) But nevertheless, I have been doing this for a few years now. And when I say uh, group facilitation, I am talking about working with teams, developing the leadership skills and leadership practices and working with them to support their journey.
1: Yes, whatever that journey whatever is. That right? journey.
0: So my one of my mantras is, I'm here to help you be better, yeah. whatever better means for you. Mm. I'm not going to define it. Yeah. So if a team needs to be more collaborative yeah. to be better, then, okay, how can we work with you to acquire those skills? Yeah. If so, a team needs to have difficult conversations, for example, and to make them better, okay, let's look at that. There are lots of, I mean, there's an infinite array of possibilities as to what would make a team better. Okay. I don't have a catalogue of those possibilities, yes. so I like yeah. to work with the teams themselves to, as they
1: define that. That's great. It's not cookie-cutter. It's No, it's, absolutely you, not. You, you absolutely not. create with them uh, and create... Yeah. Something that will will work for them.
0: Big believer in co-creation. A lot of facilitation or a lot of development work is often a client presents or briefs a problem or a challenge and the facilitator as expert in inverted commas provides a solution. Yeah. I don't like doing it that way. I know that I, you know, there are some things that I might pull out more regularly than other times. Yeah, but I'd rather co-create. Yeah, I'd rather say, okay, well, how, how is it that your team is working right now, or how, or even if it's not a team, if it's, if it's an individual, whether it's a senior manager or an executive, CEO. I mean, I've done all of that, all of those layers of leadership, and I continue to do that understand well what is it that you're challenged by right now what is it that's holding you back what is it that might increase your effectiveness yeah. or even not so much your effectiveness but your sense of satisfaction or connection with what you do
1: yeah and do teams typically come to you or leaders or whoever has called for your assistance is it typically when they need help with something and then they're in trouble or is it sometimes to help them you know just go to the next stage what are are the different reasons people will you know knock on your door and say help me paul
0: (laughs) well i think there are multiple reasons (laughs) multiple reasons and they don't just knock on my door and we can go into that a little bit later i'm not just a lone wolf that does this i do partner with some amazing amazing organizations that do this work and where I can add value and contribute to their vision and their mission. So it's not just Lone Wolf, but when I do have those conversations with leaders and team leaders and execs and so forth, once again, there are multiple reasons why they might want a third party to work with them, to walk with them on this journey. Sometimes it is because they're in a bit of trouble. Yeah and it often has to do with the team dynamic itself. And the team dynamic, as you can imagine, and as we touched on even with Marcus, is an intangible thing. You you can't really pinpoint it. There are things that you can do in terms of maybe some surveys, some psychometric tools or assessments that might hint at what the trouble might be. And they're often very helpful to Kick off a conversation. Yeah,
1: they get you started, right? That's
0: right. And sometimes, if we're really struggling to get really understand where we might start, I might suggest that. I might say, you know, we're really having trouble articulating either a cause or a, a starting point. Why don't we try and detach ourselves from the the issue by using some sort of assessment tool? Yeah, and there are lots of really good ones out there that we can lean on. So that could be. A start. So they come to me and they say, look, we've got these team dynamics issues. That could be one thing. Other possibilities are things like we have just had a restructure, we're a new team,
1: we want to know how to work well together. Yeah. We want to get yeah. ourselves in a position where we start to That's really. Right. So they're not in trouble. They yeah. just they just gotta get to know each other. Yeah,
0: yeah. In other cases, it could be you know, we really know each other well and we're working well, but uh, we get a sense that we could really step it up. Yeah. What might that look like? Yeah. So as you can see, it's people in trouble, people who are not in trouble and are new, people who are working quite well but want to really get better. Once again, back to that mantra of mine. And then we work out, well, we try and define, well, what does that look like for you? In some cases, it's a very simple set of principles, guidelines, or behaviors that might be looking at. In other cases, it's quite a complex group dynamic or relational dynamic yeah. that we have to work through. Just depends. It's a quite a broad spectrum, yeah. as you can imagine.
1: And do you typically work with teams for just a set period of time, one or two sessions, and we're there, or do you do something that's more long term, or does it is it everything in between, right?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. There's once again, there's no <laughs> there's no set way. Yeah. In some cases. I might go in and have just one day. Yeah. And when that happens, what I try and often do is present a couple of ideas or concepts or frameworks and kick it around a little bit with the team and, and work out, is this relevant? Yeah. Will this work for you? Is this going to help you at least begin the journey of improvement or, or strengthening? Clearly, you can't do all of that in one day. You can't assume that you're going to go in one one moment, say, at 9 a.m., and you can lift 10 kilo weights and then when you leave you're going to lift 100 kilo weights
1: Ta-ta! no it doesn't no, happen, not happen. <laughs>
0: but what you can do is introduce them to the weights yes and introduce <laughs> them to techniques, that, and, the techniques uh, and the processes yes. and things like that so that you know if they want to they can just try and do it on their own yeah or i can continue to work with them in maybe in a coaching type of role to see how they're lifting what they're doing making sure they don't hurt themselves yes and really Get things going in a disciplined, much
1: more rigorous way. Yeah, give them some structure and some, some right. guidelines right. and so, things uh, to work with. Exactly. Yep.
0: And now there are occasions where I am involved in much longer-term programs, so I'll design or co-design those often with my colleagues and the partner colleagues that that I work with, and we might try and understand. Well, clearly, we try and understand the need that the client has and that the teams have and design a process and design a program that is much more relevant to Mm. the context it takes a bit of time to understand the nuances and we can really get in there deeply and spend some time in lifting the weights and showing how the weights are lifted and seeing what the impact has of that and what that means to people's way of working and way of interacting so yeah there is like you said a bit of everything
1: okay and quite often what you're talking about now is in a group setting or yeah. it feels like that's a group setting. Yeah, well that's not yeah, only a team do, setting. Yes. Yeah, team setting, mm-hmm. but you not only do that, you do individual yes. um, coaching and, right. as well as guidance over yeah. time. Talk to me about when that usually occurs. Is that someone again just ringing you up or does it typically come out of these Facilitated sessions, and then you'll continue with one of the leaders.
0: Yeah, also all of the above. A little (laughs) bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Why not?
1: So sometimes,
0: yeah, sometimes a client will approach saying, Look, I'm really stuck on this, and I just want to get someone to help me think it through. Yeah. And other times it might be, I need to understand where my next career move is going to be. I don't really have a sense of that. Sometimes it can be, oh, you know, I've just lost my mojo. Yeah, you know, I really yeah. don't. Get, you know, give me something. That I haven't. Can, I can't. I can no longer connect with what I'm doing. I'm not. I don't find meaning and satisfaction in what I'm doing, and that can all happen. Yeah, there's that, and a thousand other things. Yeah. Sometimes it is very much about one individual approaching me either directly or through the my partner organisations, or it could also be coming out of these facilitated sessions where someone says, "Wow, okay." That looks amazing. That was good, yeah. But I'm not sure if I have all the capability that I need to contribute to the growth of this team. I want to really be a a part of this team and contribute in equal measure, but I'm not sure if I've got all the capability that I need. So in that case, we might spin off into some individual coaching sessions to work through that individually.
1: So that they have the tools that can continue that team forward, but not necessarily. that's
0: right. And often that's more around, when you're working with individuals, it's more around self-awareness and how how you might then apply this evolved and developed self-awareness in your daily lived experience and what impact that has and to get a sense of behaviour impact and um, at an individual level, and then broaden that out to, okay, what does that mean for my team? Yeah. And once you can make those connections, you begin to understand the contributions you can make to your team.
1: Oh, okay, okay. And
0: that sometimes might include, once again, even at the individual level, certainly at the team level, but also at the individual level, you might bring in some tools and assessments and things like that that give people another way in to understand what they're bringing to the table, whether it's uh, an assessment around... Your individual strengths yeah. and your contribution, or whether it's an assessment around your leadership style or your working style or your social communication style, all of that can provide a different form of conversation. And if you're focused and mindful of those conversations, you can yield some really good insight.
1: Mm. So when it comes to awareness, you mentioned that as part of what you can help them with. It seems to me there's a a little bit of a catch-22 because I think it feels like you need some awareness to realize that you need help, or that you're... Yeah, yeah. I guess so. I guess, I guess there is that. There is always an assumption of a baseline
0: awareness. Yeah. That, that, it's that, it's that, that get, adage, that, you know the, yeah. know, the more I know, the more I realise
1: how little I know. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm still there right yeah, now. I'm, yeah, totally, I'm with you.
0: So I think there's always going to be that. And people who go through life wonderfully oblivious or ignorant of their own impact in the world, Yeah, they're the people that are unlikely to call But the people who understand that if I turn to the left, it's going to do something to somebody else. If I turn to the right, it's going to have another uh, impact on someone else in that direction. And even if I say, stay still. If I don't move anywhere, it might still have an impact. People who are thinking through that are probably the people that will look to somebody else to give them a hand, to help them on the journey, to support them and so forth.
1: Okay, so you do have that base awareness. That well, that's is the assumption the ex- I'm making. The, the expectation. Um, it's yeah. only
0: an assumption yeah. that you know if you're calling or seeking support, then you've noticed something.
1: Yeah. Now, do you ever have the situation where... Other people have called in your support for someone else. And is that a different dynamic when it comes to that?
0: I've had a lot of that. So, you know, a manager might feel that one of their direct reports is struggling with their performance yeah, yeah. and you might provide what you refer to as remedial coaching. Mm -hmm. But sometimes, and most often, it's a manager who's really keen to grow their direct report's influence yes. and leadership skills. Yeah. They can see a role for them in the future. They want them to
1: be ready. Yes. And they just need these little things that will help them along the way. And that's when they say, okay. That's right. Paul,
0: that's right. So um, it might be, how can I have my first report feel a bit more comfortable in presenting to the executive Yes, or to the board? Or how can we build a deeper and more grounded executive presence? mm or gravitas for this leader, those sorts of things. And every now and again, there might be a situation where my first report just doesn't get along with their peers. Yeah. What, what can we do there, or yeah. that sort of thing? But it's less less about the remedial nature of coaching for me, anyway. In my experience, it's much more about how do we build someone up for the next thing. Yeah, that's yeah. much more interesting, much more positive. You get re- less resistance, I guess, for people because yeah. people don't want to feel they being fixed to so speak yeah, yeah. Uh, but certainly that someone is in their corner helping them grow that's a much better experience
1: I've recently been through a exercise where we did succession planning and oh, yeah. I could absolutely imagine that this is where it would be beneficial to call someone like yourself when you see someone who has that potential to take the reins but you know that there's there's still some some gaps that they sure. likely need to Fill yeah. and as a leader, you may not have all of the ways to do that mm. or the time, but you know that this is the person who has so much potential. I want to invest in them, so they yes. they would reach out and you know say help, please, yeah. because
0: and that's a great mindset to drive this type of work. Yeah, it's that sort of mindset where you, what you're doing is you're you're mining for the gold that you know is in there. Yeah, and it might take a lot of dirt. To, you know, to dig out <laughs> yes. but you know it's in there you know it's there and the work it's is, deep it's right yeah. it's right but the work is simply just stay with it yeah. stay with it because you know you're going to get there and there's a lot of theory behind it there's a lot of there's a there's a particular frameworks around you know like carl rogers and unconditional regard for the other person yeah. those sorts of notions where you know that person has potential just have to find a way of bringing that out of them.
1: Yeah, bringing it to the fore so that yeah. other people can see that just as much as That's you right, doing, And right? it's not
0: the coach in these cases or the facilitator that brings it out of them. I think the coach and or facilitator's roles are to try and create the environment that gives someone the opportunity to explore and experiment in safety. Okay. So ultimately it's the person who's mining for their own gold. Mm. Really. They're panning, you know, they they know there's something in there, but they just haven't got either the time or the opportunity or they're not really asking the right questions, and the questions themselves can be the tools. And if you can give people the right set of tools or the more appropriate or relevant set of tools, yeah. then they can mine or pan for gold in their own time, their own ways, and they'll find what they're looking for, I think.
1: I think that's interesting because I've always seen it as the other way around until you explained it just like that, which is it's really them who's doing the the mining and, yep. and they're doing the work. Um, your role is really helping them understand what's available to them, giving them some guidance along the way and making sure that they really make the best of this opportunity that they have.
0: Well, I think that's part of it. They're not necessarily mutually exclusive, but what I try and avoid as much as I can is positioning myself as the leadership expert or the coaching expert. Oh, you are. Come on. Thank you.
1: You're very kind.
0: I think that's the wine speaking. Yes, (laughs) Um, Hey, don't agree so quickly. Well, just just, uh, pause and then. I mean, um, (laughs) it could be the wine. Yes, it (laughs) could be the wine. I think that's a dangerous position to take for lots of reasons. But ultimately, I'm not the expert in your life. Yeah, I don't know everything about your life. I don't necessarily dig into all the loves and the fears that you're carrying. You're the expert of your life. Yeah. But sometimes, because we're clearly we're so close to our own history...
1: <laughs> a little bit close uh, to yeah. your own life, yes. So
0: we don't necessarily have the language to interrogate some of that history. Yeah, yeah. I think a coach or a good facilitator can provide some language, mm. some articulation, some framework, where you can then go in the privacy of your own home, if you like, you yeah. know, in the privacy of your own self... Ask those questions and mine that gold on your own, but clearly with certain tools or elements that you didn't have before.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just giving them just a little bit extra that they, in some ways, may have known, you know, subconsciously, but never really took the time to...
0: Yeah. And I think it's also a sense of respect for the other person. Yeah, I'd never want this process of either executive coaching or facilitation or team development or leadership development to be an infantilizing process. Yeah. You're not a child and I'm, and I'm not your father. Yeah. To be able to empower someone to say, look, think about these things and take charge of your own direction and your own career. That is, I think, the the more rewarding aspect of the work for me. Right. Wow. Plus, I have two children. I don't need any more children. <laughs>
1: yeah, got enough. <laughs>
0: yeah. They're wonderful. I love it. Yeah, but yeah, that's it. I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is not why you're doing this. And, right, exactly. Yeah,
1: and, and the reason I wanted to talk about this because I know that you are loving what you're doing. Because I've known yes. you in many roles. And, yes, you and, have. And over time. And this is the thing that every time I talk to you you have that little twinkle in your eye oh, okay. so I can tell it's still <laughs> <Is> <laughs> what, it, Are they twinkling now? It is twinkling.
0: Oh day, if you can only see my <laughs> twinkles <course> twinkle.
1: <laughs> so I can tell that this is really work that is worth doing it's you know stuff that you're loving to do yeah. so yeah it's, well, really, it's really worth cool it to, to me see.
0: yeah totally worth it to me and I often say in jest or I have said in the past in jest, I still don't know what I'm going to do when I grow up. Yes. <laughs> and I think it's not that I now am doing that thing. I think I just now feel like I've grown up. Oh, wow. wow. And I do feel much more centred about what I'm doing. I feel much more aligned with my choices. They just, they feel much more grounded. And therefore I think that what I do, doing what I do simply affirms that yeah. that groundedness. I feel connected, you know, really connected with the earth, so to speak, yeah. know, with with what I'm doing, with the people that I'm doing it with. And it just gives me that sense of energy. Yeah. that I mean, I've had it before in pockets, but not this integrated. Yeah. You know, in my other roles, you know, I got to do some of this stuff, but I never got to do it all. And, and I didn't always do it you know, on my own terms and – yeah, you know, I have, you know, I have a quirky sort of background in terms of career. Yes. And, you know, it was always about finding how to do that, how to integrate all of
1: that. All and the good stuff that you've done over time. Yeah, the yeah, stuff to, that I really love yeah, into yeah.
0: the this thing. And, and this is it for me. You know, mm. And i find that, as you've highlighted, it does energize me and yeah. it does uh, brighten me up. It's great. Love yeah,
1: it. Love it. Love it. Well, Paul, this has been fantastic. <laughs> and and I, I can see it in your face. I oh, hear it in your voice. Kind. It's um, a phenomenal thing. And I want, and yes. if you're okay with it, to let people know how to connect with you and sure. do this okay. kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, you so know. How, how do they reach out to you? They
0: can reach out more generically by emailing our podcast. Yes,
1: you can do so that.
0: That's at leadershipdecanter.com. Yes. That's A-S-K-U-S. At leadershipdecanted.com. Happy to do it that way. Do you want some more?
1: Yeah, give me another. We <laughs> want at least one more. At least well, one look, more. My, if you want to do. <laughs> this no, is tricky. On this the is spot, tricky. You're on I'm not spot. sure. Do I want to do this? Um, <laughs> Uh, or we can put it in the show notes. We can put it in the yeah, show let's notes. let's do that. Let's put it in the show notes. If you're that
0: interested, just go to the show notes and I'll put my little website there and then you can you can uh, contact me. But look, before we sign off, I did mention that I partner with some amazing organisations, yeah, right? Yeah, tell us about this. I, I just want to give a shout out to these organisations because these are the people, my, the colleagues that help me do what I do and that give me room to both experiment, create, co-create with them, and in every case, the fact that they exist yeah. and you know they make me better. Mm. So I want to give a shout out to New River Leadership. Whoop, whoop. Exactly, yeah. thank you. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to Directioneering. <sighs> nice one. <laughs> and I want to give a shout out to Executive Central. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. yeah well, I don't you're know. Good at this. Yeah, yeah. This. yeah, yeah. yeah this, KG. you're really facts, good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> these organizations are, are amazing look them up yeah. they offer different things to each other yeah. which is what i love about being connected with these organizations they are superb and a leading in everything they do yeah. and what they offer so if you're interested go ahead check them out you know look them up google them you, you know you'll get the, you'll get to them but they are uh, amazing in the area of either executive coaching yeah. leadership development team development Programs around leadership, all of that. Top notch, yeah. Absolutely great.
1: Yeah, yeah. Love it. Love it. Thanks, man. Well, with man. that, man, let's go ahead and sign off. Yeah, and short and sweet. I'm glad I was, yes. I was getting I was something to break out into a sweat. I know. All, the spotlight is on you. <laughs> <laughs> it was warm. Thanks, love man. It. Well, Slauncher to you. <laughs> listener. Slauncher. listeners, <laughs> Slauncher. Jesus.
0: That's it for our show today. If you liked what you heard, if you liked our conversation, if you want to hear more, please rate us, review us, subscribe. Tell your friends, your family, your enemies, everyone you know. As always, we'd like to hear your feedback about any particular leadership topic you'd like to hear about or want us to explore. Please let us know by reaching out to us at askusatleadershipdecanted.com. That's A-S-K-U-S at leadershipdecanted.com. You can also leave your comments and suggestions at our website at leadershipdecanted.com. We really appreciate your time and comments. Thanks for listening and
1: come back next time.